Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talks with Joe podcast. I am Joanne, and welcome back to another episode. This week, I have a special guest, my good friend Brandon, and I'm so excited to have him on because you know I haven't seen him since forever. Literally, I think the last time I saw you was what graduation. <laughs> 2017, 18, no, probably 2018, I think. It's been a while. Yeah, it's it's been been a while. Been a while. Yeah. So Brandon, why don't you introduce yourself? (laughs) Cool. This is crazy because this is the first time I've ever been on someone else's podcast. So yeah, my name is Brandon Padron. I have my own music podcast with one of my best friends, Kevin Harrington. Um we both went to high school together and we've, you know, pretty much been really close friends since then. And we've hung out since community college. And then since, you know, for a very long time, we've been like really cool. So we've really bonded over, over music. I don't know anyone else who's as much of a music snob as he is. So it was interesting because initially when I met him, I was a huge hip hop head. And mm-hmm. him, he was huge into like heavy metal, black metal, death metal. So <laughs> completely polar yeah. opposites. So it was funny. In our friendship, we would always try to not convert each other, but try to show each other like, oh, this is like really cool. Like he would try to show me Jimi Hendrix and mm-hmm. like um, like Rob Halford from uh, Judas Priest, which is actually one of my favorite metal bands of all time now. And I would try to show him, oh, hip hop isn't all bullshit. And just, you know, people rapping about drugs and money and all that. Like, listen to Tupac, listen to mm-hmm. um, why I, I, you know, just like so many other great hip hop artists that yeah. I would recommend to him. And then we bonded over that. And then years, years later, we decided to make a music podcast. It's been on a hiatus because of... Well, I'm a tax accountant, so tax season. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, and he's been pretty busy himself, but um, we're trying to get that back on, you know, mm-hmm. the airwaves or whatever you call it. But yeah, um, but yeah that's, that's, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So this is the why, this is the reason why I'm, I have Brandon on my podcast is to talk about music and music is a huge, like, tool that we all have to like um go through our own experiences and life processes and you know stuff like anxiety and loneliness music helps with all of that so Mm -hmm. I guess my first question for you is like how did your love for music develop and then I know you mentioned hip-hop so yeah Yeah. (laughs) um well it's funny because growing up I was always exposed to music um as a young kid my mom was always into like the more dancey she grew up in Inglewood so she grew up in like basically south central LA so she was surrounded by black culture which is really cool so all of her friends like showed her like all of the cool like soul funk hip-hop artists uh when she was going to um nursing school there which is pretty cool and then my dad is a little more I wouldn't say like whitewashed or anything but he grew up with a lot of white people in Cypress California so he was exposed to a lot of like dad rock bands like Kansas and Boston and Styx and Foreigner and all that 
So it's just funny that. Oh, yeah. Like they're, they were into completely different things. And then yeah. I remember meeting your parents. They, they're like, they have amazing chemistry. Like they get along really well. So that, yeah. well, knowing that fact is kind of like mind blowing to me. Yeah, it's really cool. Cause um, <laughs> yeah, I've since then, um, well, since being a kid, I've been exposed to so much music. I remember the first time, I think honestly, it was Tupac, like the first hip hop like song that I remember, like, like with my own memory as like probably a four-year-old kid was maybe it was Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. that It, it is. Yeah. Cause he died around 96 mm-hmm. and I was born in 92. So yeah, I, I was really young when I first heard his music. And then from there, I've been like a hip hop head since. And then now I listen to pretty much everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, and and like with me, just being like a such a huge music fan, just trying to find music anywhere, whether it's super old and obscure, or like an artist that I typically would not like, but now mm-hmm. I like their music because they, there's a new change in direction of Taylor Swift's new album, for example. <laughs> yeah, I, in high school, I always trashed her music saying it sucked yeah I remember you telling me that to my face when I was like so into her back in the day (laughs) oh god I know and then now I think folklore is one of my favorite albums (laughs) of last year so it's it's just like crazy how that comes full circle it's just like totally crazy yeah um but yeah so in relation to that I guess like using Taylor Swift as an example did you see like is there's growth within herself like along with her um the music that she comes out with yeah so I think what's really cool um about music is music artists speak to their audience through their music and most of the time it's not just a persona but things that they're experiencing things that they're going through yeah. And an excellent example of that is, I mean, speaking of Taylor Swift, we'll bring up Kanye West. Yeah. Um, so in, what was it? 2000, when was that? Yeah, I would say 2008 or 2007 when his mother died. That's when he was super depressed mm-hmm. and then just stopped making hip hop music and then came out with an album called 808s and Heartbreak. I don't know if and you guys remember that album. I I actually listened to it today. And that was an album that was all about heartbreak, all about just mm-hmm. being depressed and dealing with it. And, um, you know, he was speaking through his music and showing that, you know, he was really hurting. And then, yeah. you know, it's, it's just like kind of interesting that some artists can go as really, really, in depth of what they're feeling. And another example is this really, I don't know if you're aware of him, but um, what was his name? It's Mount Erie. So he is a lo-fi sort of indie folk artist. And he came out with an album called A Crow. What was it called? Hold on, let me pull it up. Okay. But (laughs) basically this album was about It's the most depressing album I've ever heard. It's called A Crow Looked At Me, and it came out in 2017. 
Mm-hmm. And the album is basically all about his wife dying of cancer. And he's completely just straight up singing about the situation of like, oh, I used to see you standing there, but no, you're not there anymore. And it's very, very direct mm-hmm. and it's not abstract at all. And it's probably the most depressing albums I've ever heard. But it's just interesting to see how personal and how emotional artists can get with their music and how a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just think it's really cool you have me on this podcast because there are a lot of albums that really speak to people and just music in general really speaks to people. Yeah, I totally agree. And then I feel like all different artists have different ways and different styles and that's what makes them unique when they're talking to these different types of people with different personalities so Mm -hmm. like you know everything that they're singing about or putting out there is relevant because that's coming from them if that makes sense (laughs) no i i totally get that um i actually have a question yeah so some people typically listen to i know some people that listen to music that would match their mood yeah. Sometimes people listen to music that does the opposite. Mm. So if I find out something bad happens, I had a really bad day at work. Um, sometimes I would blast some, I don't know, some Iron Maiden or Metallica <laughs> or something heavy. Yeah. Or sometimes I would listen to something as some just really somber lo-fi R&B music so Mm -hmm. I think it honestly depends but what what do you do in terms of like how you're feeling and how do you know like what to listen to in the moment like let's say like you had a bad day at work Mm -hmm. like what type of music would you put on well I kind of just listen to myself like whatever like I usually listen to music that matches my mood like if I'm sad okay. I'll listen to sad music because I could yeah. relate to somebody if I'm happy I listen to happy music but most of the time recently since during you know being at home all the time you know drives mm-hmm. me crazy sometimes and then like I don't know what I feel like I don't know I don't it's not ha- it's not sad it's not happy it's like this weird like in between I don't know how to feel so I just kind of listen to myself like what do you want to listen to? And then this is mm-hmm. all conversations that are happening inside my head. And then whatever right. comes up, music that you know that you love, music that brings you back in time, because that's a time when it's com- when, um, a t- more comforting time that you know that you were safe. Yeah. And then I feel like that what what's what music does, because it sometimes like it connects us to ourselves mm-hmm. and it brings and it also connects us to this point in time also so for me like a lot of time like I think about like songs that I know would make me feel some type of way I always think about Maggie Rogers (laughs) like I I freaking love I love Maggie Rogers so okay I'm gonna like shift this conversation since we're talking about Maggie Rogers (laughs) oh no sure sure yeah but pretty much yeah I usually listen to music that I like if I'm sad, I'm not going to listen to happy music because you have to feel your feelings. So I'm going to listen to music yeah. that resonates with me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So Maggie Rogers, I, I saw her at Lollapalooza a few years ago. And then um, she was singing this song live. It's called Back in My Bo- Back Into My Body or something like that. Back in My mm-hmm. Body. 
And right. when I, I listened to that song before, but I never thought it was like, you know, the most amazing song in the world. But hearing it live, and this was just like right after my breakup, like maybe like a few weeks after my breakup. So like listening to yeah. that song live, it really made me feel like I was coming back to my body. <laughs> so and then like, mm-hmm. it was like just an experience where I got goosebumps throughout. And then um. So every time I listen to that song now, it brings me back to that time. Like I always think about that moment when I was watching her live. And that is like a memory I have that I associate with that song. So like it automatically shifts my mindset somewhere else versus like, you know, me at home (laughs) working my life away, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally get that. And that's really cool because I think it's cool how we can relate certain parts of our lives whether good or bad to music and I guess that could be both a good and a bad thing so let's I guess this is another question let's say like you relate like a certain music artist or song to like a really bad experience because you were listening to it through that experience is that is that hard to get back to listening to that specific song or that music artist because it's associated with that certain part of your life? Or what do you think? That is a really good question. I think that it can take some time. Like Mm -hmm. for the longest time, because of my breakup, I could not listen to the strokes for my life. Like, oh no, that's if, terrible. I know. I'm so sad for you. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yes, like I could not. Uh. I'm just like, no, it will bring me back to those memories. I cannot listen to them at all. But mm-hmm. it takes a lot of healing, healing through that. Like, you know, so I now I'm able to listen to them just fine without having, you know going back to my dark place of being in that relationship. Yeah. So that's like growth to me when I'm able to listen to a song that I associate with something bad, but listen to it in a different perspective. And mm-hmm. then like, you know, not feeling any type of negative energy with it. Right. And that's when I know that I've grown and that I've healed through that situation. So that's what I think when I like, you know, I am able to listen to those songs, but I have to heal myself first before I can go to those um, songs. Right. That's a good way of looking at it. And also like a really good indicator of how like, okay, I know that this has happened in the past, but I've, I'm beyond that. And I can enjoy this music because it's good music because the strokes are one of my favorite bands (laughs) of all time too. I would be like, Oh no. Yeah, I don't know if you listened to this song before. I forgot what it's called. It's by like Swimmers or something like that. It's called like, why do you have to have such a damn good taste in music? <laughs> oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, and then because like I, if I every single song about. makes me think of you, then I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I just relate to that song really like a lot. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, This was like, but like, almost a decade ago so I, I i wasn't able to listen to mgmt for for a oh hot minute oh my god okay that yeah. was a decade ago at least okay that's that's 2010 but yeah that was what uh 2010 yeah that was that still was, high school yeah so you know mgmt being like super huge and mm-hmm. just you know and the thing is like i would hear electric feel just like walking into a store and then i would just like freak out 
I'm like, no, <laughs> please. I can't step into freaking urban outfitters without hearing electric feel and freaking want like hating myself. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, obviously like, you know, I'm beyond that and I've been listening to their music for, for a while now. So, okay. So yeah, that's good. But I definitely know how you feel. Like I forgot which songs I associate with which, but like mm-hmm. there are some songs that I would like when I hear it on the radio or something like better change that station. Like my mood just shifts when I hear that song, just because I associate it with a bad situation. Yeah. But now since like, you know, learning about like healing myself through like these triggers, cause songs, like when we react a certain type of way to it, that's when we have some kind of trigger within us exactly. that we have to heal through. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then now like a song would pop up and you're like, Oh, I remember when I used to not listen to that song because of this <laughs> and this. Now you're just like, oh, it's just a song now. So that's how you know it's like, you know what? This is just a great song. Let me just listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of like associating it with any type of past experiences that is Mm -hmm. just over now. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. So go. I guess going back to like live music too. So I talked about my Maggie Rogers experience. Do you have Uh any like cool live music experiences? (laughs) Oh, God, there's so many. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, there, yeah, before this, this, this goddamn pandemic, I, um, like 2019 was the year when I went to as many concerts as possible. Um, whether it's like a super big artist or just some small, obscure SoundCloud rapper or like small little band off of Bandcamp that has like barely a couple thousand followers or whatever. Um, shoot, I'm just trying to think of like some artists that I've seen that I really just connected with. I mean, I still like them, but when I saw Tame Impala like a couple years ago, yeah, at um at um Greek Theater in Berkeley, that was amazing. Uh, Kevin sounded great. And um, I've been listening to Tame Impala, not to sound like some some asshole hipster or anything, but yeah, I've been Brandon, listen- you are you're a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, but I've been listening to them for a while, so they they it was cool to just see like you know, well, because to listen to a song like what in 2010 or 11, and then I finally see them in 2000. 17 or 18 and I see them live and they perform that song live I'm like oh my god this is crazy (laughs) just just to experience that yeah um I remember seeing Solange at Greek theater as Mm. well and me just being so um like obsessed with um a seat at the table when that came out in 2018 so just I just feel that I know like when an artist like records their songs, like you feel like the emotion that goes into it, but then also when you see them live and you experience it in that same like space that they're in is just like so much more that really speaks to like the soul and, you know, just, it's just like a crazy experience that I can't like imagine. Yeah. Like 
it's so powerful, like, you know, just being in their presence and surrounded by everyone who enjoys the same artists you do. Like, I don't know, the energy is different with live music versus when you're obviously mm-hmm. just sitting alone in your room. So like, I miss live music so much. Like I, I thought about all the things that I missed <laughs> the other day and definitely live music, like these virtual live concerts aren't the same because it's just like watching YouTube. Same. Yeah. And yeah, like... I just, I'm just excited for them to come back. <laughs> yeah, if they'll ever come back. Oh I my mean, gosh, hopefully. don't say that. <laughs> okay, I'll, 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 I won't. But if I just hope soon, man, because that's honestly like when I would have like such hard days at work, I would always just like book a concert to just go to, like a local concert, and I would mm-hmm. go to it like after work, and it would just be crazy because I would just be like I would go to concert by myself, and then it's just like my own like time to like get away and just you know just it's just like so heavily missed you know yeah it's like your happy place too like yeah um being at those events yeah no I I totally miss it yeah so with everything going on like how does music help you through like you know staying at home and stuff well um, I haven't been to the office since like March 2020. So I've honestly been working from home since then. And it's been such a long time. So I think the great thing about that is the fact that I'm here mm-hmm. with my sound system and my turntable oh, and all yeah. my records. You don't have that at the office. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I think it's just also cooler to just, you know, control my own music because I was able to play my music at work but if it was inappropriate I had to put these you know headphones on and (laughs) I can't you know I don't know it's just like better just coming from a speaker instead of like your headphones it's just so much more different you know yeah it just fills the room so it's it's um the thing is with having a turntable is sure like if you have like Spotify or Apple music you can like click next next select the song but there's just something therapeutic well for me and it really helps with my anxiety just seeing a record spinning Mm -hmm. and just seeing that just that process of oh like people like oh that sounds annoying but it's like I like oh the record is done let me get up go over to it flip it over put it down put the needle on and it plays and you hear that little crackle and oh. it, like, <laughs> it's just like that slight imperfection of a record of it having that slight crackle just sounds so satisfying I just I just love it yeah you know mm-hmm. so just having that you know is has been really good for you know my anxiety and just like just an excuse for me to take breaks and also listen to my own music so yeah yeah so, yeah how about you well music well like I said I always like listen to songs that I know that will make me will bring me back to like a familiar place or at least make me feel better so like I have like multiple playlists going on on my Spotify for whatever mood I'm in Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if I'm like like of course when I'm sad I'm listening to sad music but at the same time I don't want to feel sad all the time like it music can act like my friend 
that mm-hmm. will make me feel better because you know the messages in the songs and then um like hopeful songs like hey you're not gonna yeah. be stuck here forever and then even though like you know my mind sometimes gets there but sometimes music is that friend that reminds you like you know reminds validates where you're at but also reminds you that there's also shifts um into like a different perspective yeah so yeah and then um like i said music reconnects us with ourselves so like if i'm ever feeling disconnected like lately i'm not gonna lie i've been feeling really disconnected with myself so um going back to maggie rogers listening (laughs) to alaska always somehow brings me back home like Mm -hmm. and then like i sometimes when i like close my eyes and just listen to a song that I love specifically Alaska like if you just listen to the song like it sends chills well for me it sends chills down my whole entire body it's like such an amazing experience and there's just like um shifts shifts the whole entire energy of how I'm feeling in that moment like even if I'm like even if it just doesn't 100% make me feel better, like it made me feel better by a little bit and that is enough. And yeah, um, yeah I just love those type of music. And then, you know, that's why it exists because you could feel it. Like music, you cannot see it, but you could feel it. I know it's something we hear, but we could also feel it because I always feel goosebumps throughout my body if I'm listening to like a powerful song. Yeah, yeah. And th- I feel like that it's kind of crazy that like, you would listen to a song and it's like that great and that powerful in terms of whether it's just like an amazing instrumental or an amazing voice or an amazing message in the song Mm -hmm. that it gives you goosebumps. That's just like, that's where you know that it's, it's, it's a great song. Yeah. And those, I need to make a playlist for those type of songs. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes I would cry too. If there's like a specific message in that song that really resonates in that moment Mm-hmm. it's just like whoa I really needed to hear that and to me I would like thank the universe for sending me this song that one line in that song is exactly what I needed to hear today oh yeah yeah That's definitely no I've cried to music before don't worry okay I was like here I am talking about <laughs> I'm crying. sure no I'm sure I've cried to like multiple like like albums before I'm yeah. pretty sure I've cried to Drake before. Okay. <laughs> but to, like everyone, like I'll just put that out there. I've cried to Drake before. So, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, I've, yeah, there, there's a lot of great albums where it just is so emotionally potent that you just really feel it. And then it brings you on the brink of tears. So yeah. <laughs> There's albums that are that emotional, but then there's albums that are just like that good that are just like, oh, this is just like really good. Yeah. So So like what, besides Drake, what other albums are there that like brought you to that level? Um, A Crow Looked At Me. So everyone, listen at your own risk. It's it's very minimal. Um, Mount Erie, so the instrumentals are just straight up acoustic guitar and then him singing. That's it. I listened to it. It's the saddest album I've ever listened to. Another one is Carrie and Lowell by Suvion Stevens. Um, I'm sure you've heard of him. 
but he made an album that was dedicated to his stepmother and then she passed away and it just is more so like a reminiscing sort of album about like him uh, just um, growing up and then just experiencing life with her and then she's passing away and it's more like a kudos to her. Mm. Another one, um, and this, there, it's actually two parts and it's also mainly because he passed away and I'm still not over it and I'm really sad oh, that don't, he's gone. I think I know who you're talking uh, about. Okay, so, so I really liked the album Swimming by Mac Miller when that came out and I heard self-care that really resonated with me. But then months later he passed away. Oh my so God. It was really hard for me to listen to that album and just, you know, cause it, the album was so great and I really mm-hmm. wanted to re-listen to it, but I could not. Yeah. So there was a time when it was hard for me to listen to like his more very, you know, emotional sort of albums. He has more like, of course, his earlier work is more upbeat and psychedelic and really druggy. But then this album was when it really started exploring his depression and his, um, him getting addicted to, you know, just drugs and his turbulent relationship with his friends. And of course, with I don't know why I'm getting goosebumps right now while you're talking about this, but yeah, (laughs) it's, it's something that I've, you know, like talked to with a lot of people because like, again, like being another annoying, like music snob, I've listened to him like since high school when he would just drop mixtapes and him just working with, like artists out of Pittsburgh and then meeting Wiz Khalifa and then Mm -hmm. him dropping his like first album, uh, you know, and then him just making really experimental music and working with people like Flying Lotus and, and all of that in 2013. And that was, I equate that to like me graduating high school and just like trying to figure out my way. And then him just coming out with all this, you know, really good mixtapes and music like as I'm in college and then um, I graduate college and then I think this is around the time he dropped swimming and then then you know like a year or so then he passes away and it was really hard for me to listen to any of his music Mm -hmm. so but yeah that album for sure was hard to listen to especially self-care because it's you know just it's when he just started becoming really really you know, just in a dark place. Yeah. And that's, it, it's kind of scary to see, like, when you listen to an artist's music, you see them in a dark place and you just hope that their well-being is is fine, you know? Yeah. It's, um, like, like, a Juice World is another example. He passed away recently and his music was really, really emo and depressing and all that. It was good, but then, you know, he passes away and he was only like 20 yeah, was really years young. old. Yeah. So I don't know if like depression had something to do with it, but he was like heavily into drugs. And I know with Mac Miller, he overdosed and he was definitely dealing with depression and anxiety and all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when um, Circles came out, that really 
I was starting to get like over his death and I'm like, okay, like I, I really miss this guy. And then this comes out. And then the first time I hear it, like I thought, oh, it's pretty good because it's his posthumous album where the producer helps piece together the parts of the album where it's like, oh, it's not finished, but like we've recorded enough to make it good. And then typically with posthumous albums, it is typically like a money grab where it's like, oh, this guy died. He's popular. Let's make yeah. money off of it. This is the one of the few albums where that was not the case, where it was actually that good and spoke to exactly the image and like the message he wanted to put into his music yeah. and listening to it. I thought it was really good at first listen, but as I listened to it more and more, and especially everyone knows the song, good news, that song like made me cry and listening to like the entire context of the entire album was like the sweetest send off of like any artist passing oh away yeah. that I've ever like seen, you know, just the handling of like his music yeah. and him passing away was just like so well done. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to maybe release more music for him, but it's yeah. kind of like a Toy Story 3 for me where it's like, <laughs> just stop, just stop here. You don't need to release anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like the perfect <laughs> if, comparison. If that's a good analogy. Cause <laughs> yeah. I mean, four is cool, but like, it would have like, been cool if you just was left perfect, it at three. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I love the album circle so much. And then I guess like you talking about this artist. Oh my gosh. I got so much goosebumps. Uh, Uh It makes me want to cry thinking about Mac Miller. And I think what makes him great is that he was a storyteller, not just a musician. And then I think that's was what made him amazing. So that's another thing that I love about music. You know, it Mm -hmm. tells a story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna. No emotional stuff. Emotional <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There's um. There's so many artists that have passed away. When you listen to their music and like it speaks to you, that it, it just like it's like listening to a ghost talk, and it's just like haunting, but it's just so like more emotionally like it like hits you, you know. Mm-hmm. So like Mac Miller is perfect example of that yeah everything that he's been going through and then him passing and then him leaving like a near perfect body of work that you know really resonates with so many people yes yes I totally agree (laughs) but I I I haven't listened to him as long as you have (laughs) but But, (laughs) as long as people are I'm all cool with it So I'm just glad people are listening to him and listening to what he has to say and like all yeah. the things that he's communicating. Yeah, to us. some of his songs is like very like him, like trying to get in touch with himself too. Like I hear it in his voice and in his lyrics that he's trying to reconnect with himself and trying to come back home to himself. So like mm-hmm. that's what I heard in circles a lot. Like yeah, yeah. Um, you know him him trying to like try to self pretty much self-care self-love and then um coming home so like me thinking about that and me thinking about what happened is just really sad too mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but he'll definitely go down as like i know he's like not as like commercially successful as like all these other artists but he'll go definitely go down as like one of the best like hip-hop artists for yeah. sure because 
he was someone that everyone like loved so much and then no one like hated him some people thought he was corny but he didn't care because he was always himself <laughs> and he always made like great fun music and music in his later in his career that really like emotionally touched people and I thought that yeah yeah that was that was like circles was it was a tough listen like for <laughs> sure but it was a great listen regardless yeah and that's why I had it as my favorite album of 20. 20 so that was my number one I had like a list that I posted on social media but I for sure remember that was my number one yeah so oh, so that's great so cool great stuff yeah I guess like shifting energies with music um mm-hmm. so I know you mentioned that you usually listen to songs that make you like if you're angry you're gonna listen to like some kind of like angsty music so uh-huh. like does do you ever listen to songs to like, you know, shift your mood? Yeah, definitely. Um, if I'm in a slump, I'm not doing anything. Sometimes I need something that's heavier. Sometimes I need to listen to Rob Halford, just scream his lungs into my ear. And then I could <laughs> just like get going, you know, just in terms of, you know, I mean, like when we work out, we want to listen to music that, pumps us up that like mm-hmm. like puts us in that mindset of oh I'm running like 100 miles an hour so that's why like I love listening to metal when I'm running because it makes me want to run really fast and yeah, then for me it's EDM I, like oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even listen to EDM but for some reason if I'm running on a treadmill or something like that I, mm-hmm. I have to be listening to EDM it's weird <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I'm um I'm like, I have like a love hate relationship with EDM. Some of it is so corny and like generic, but some of it is like so like high energy and so great to listen to in short spurts. Um, that's why I don't think I could ever go to EDC, but I, I do like appreciate EDM and like, like just like how it brings like, you know, it just like pumps you up with mm-hmm. like energy and like, I typically listen to like trap when I'm lifting, but I can't go to the gym anymore. So like <laughs> I haven't listened to that music in such a long time, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like if I need like energy, I got to listen to like heavy metal or like trap or EDM. Mm-hmm. Or if, if I'm, you know, just feeling really anxious and uneasy, I listen to music that like, relaxes me a little more so I think when we were talking about I think you asked me like what I've been listening to lately I've been listening to a lot of IDM so for those that don't know what this is it's it's intelligent dance music and it sounds so snobby but I've been listening to a lot of more of the low-key like Aphex Twin and like Boards of Canada and um Fortet. So it's like slightly dancey, but a little more experimental type of like electronic music that I've been listening to. And like the more mellow versions of that are what I really listen to when I'm feeling like, because I get like anxiety attacks like all the time, especially mm-hmm. with my profession with tax. Yeah. Like I got to listen to like something that's like easing and calming, but 
something slightly rhythmic so that's why I listen to a lot of EDM especially boards of Canada like yeah um that type of music just like puts me in like a certain space and it's like interesting where people find the type of music that puts them in like a space that takes them away from that anxiety takes them away from it's like an escape like Mm -hmm. an escape from your job and an, an escape from like reality every once in a while yeah like it just puts you in like a better like it's it's almost like meditation if I'm like thinking about it it's like when you're trying to relax your mind you listen to a song and it takes you away Mm -hmm. from things that give you stress that's what meditation does and music kind of does the same thing (laughs) yeah and then um but have you ever let's say you have like a playlist and you come across like a song that for some reason gives you anxiety or something. I don't know whether it's like the type of like what it's talking about or like the like the instrumental build of it or something. Like I've come across some songs like yeah, that. Yeah, I've done. I'm like, okay, have. I've got to like skip this for now. Like it's a good song, but it doesn't match the mood that I'm going for. It's too like erratic or something like that. Yeah. Um, I just think it's interesting how like this a slight detail about a certain song makes it like oh this does not fit the mood or like what I'm trying to go for right now especially like if I'm working yeah or maybe if I'm like working out or if I'm just trying to relax like like this doesn't fit this mood so I feel like it's interesting how every single person has like their own like okay this is the type of music I listen to for this specific situation like honestly I would never listen to heavy metal (laughs) like I think like Mm -hmm. um, that's fair yeah, because ever since, like, I was younger, it would always, like, give me massive headaches. So that's when I know, like, oh, my body's reacting some type of way to it. So mm-hmm. it's not for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the thing is with metal, it, it's weird. And it's kind of weird to, like, explain. But I think that's the appeal that some people like. It's that headache and that, like, that sort of, like, erraticness that people enjoy the rush of. It's weird. It's really weird. And I feel weird explaining it, but that's kind of like why I like metal. And I like the heavy like drumming and like the, you know, the just like crazy like guitar riffs and like the screaming and like even the shrieking if I'm listening to like death metal and stuff like that. Like like, sometimes I'm in the mood for that. And sometimes (laughs) I'm all for it. It's like scream as loud as you want. (laughs) But, you know, everyone has their own music taste. Everyone has their own yeah. music that they need to get them through whatever they're going through or yeah. to help them be productive and things like that. Yeah, so that's why I love how, like, everyone is so unique. Mm-hmm. And then, um, which kind of leads me to, like, this other question I had. So, like, sure. how do you think that music connects us with each other? And then I'm not talking about the artists, but with us, like, you know, um, friends. With other people? Yeah, other people. Yeah, good question. I've, um, okay, so I, I wouldn't say I'm a DJ, but (laughs) I DJ, but the thing is with being a DJ is being able to read a room and seeing people's like expressions and their reactions to certain songs being played. Yeah. If you're playing a certain song and then people go, hey, then (laughs) 
they like the song if you play another song mixed into that and then like no one responds to it they don't care for that song uh, <laughs> that's that's the science of DJing but it's just like cool because you know if you're at a party you're somewhere like you hear a song people react to it in a positive way oh this song is dope or it's like oh you ask whoever is playing the song oh what song is this I've never heard of it but it's really cool um I think the thing is with music is it's so cool where it really brings people together and not just the aspect of it where it's like oh we both like this song I mm -hmm. think the cool part about it also is just discovering something that's cool and that is possibly unknown yeah. and then telling it to someone and then someone listens to it and actually likes it and it you know it, that's just I think that's like one of the coolest things ever is like introducing like a great artist or a great song to someone and them liking it and then them partaking into like why it's such a great song and then you know yeah. that's just like the cool thing about it I don't even know if I answered your question what oh yeah you did this kind of <laughs> reminds me of like you talking about you and Kyle earlier like how you guys bonded you know oh, two Kevin. completely Kevin. Kevin sorry I was thinking sorry with a K. Okay. sorry same Kevin it's the same <laughs> it's the same dumb name Kyle Kevin <laughs> Kyle same Kevin uh but, but yeah, like how you guys had totally two completely different, you know, music tastes and then how mm -hmm. that um, bonded you guys, you know. And then um, I'm also thinking about like, I forgot, but one of my yoga instructors, she actually her first date with her husband was to like an underground concert. Um, it was I think it was like newfound glory or something and then they were under like oh, some kind of so cool weird discovered like weird undercover name at an underground mm -hmm. like dive bar and then yeah. that was their first date so then from then on like music was the thing that connected them together and then how music brings them together because of that you know one instance where they <laughs> went on that date yeah yeah I thought that was so cool I was like oh that's so cute <laughs> That's that's great. Mm -hmm. I love hearing stories like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just cool that music brings people together in the sense that um, in two ways, actually, in the sense of we both like this song or it's like, oh, I want to introduce you to this song or artist that's like really great. Yeah. Um, and it's there's also like an observation that I had as a concert goer like two years ago. Like I noticed that if you go to an artist's own tour and own show, like at like a like a club or like a music venue, like if I'm going to, I don't know, the Warfield or the Independent for like mm -hmm. this band that I really like, you'll know that like, you, well, actually you'll notice that everyone there would be happy to scream the lyrics of every single song that that band has. And then when you go to like a music festival, you go there and then you're surrounded by people who are like, uh, who's on next? Uh, who is that? What, what's yes. going on? Like, There's a difference. Oh. Yeah, it's, that's why like, I love music festivals because it like, I can see all these artists in like a bunch, but um, the thing is, is like the camaraderie of going to like a show 
and everyone there knows all the songs because they're huge yeah. fans of that artist. And it's like, I'll go, I went to a Black Flag uh, show like, a, like not a couple months ago, obviously, like a year and a couple of months ago. And I was the only Asian kid there. Like it, like the, everyone else there was like 30, 40 year old white guy wearing black, oh my gosh. wearing leather and black. And then I'm like, holy shit, I'm the only person of color in this entire, like, this entire fucking venue. What the hell? And everyone is so tall. I can't see. <laughs> and it was, uh, it's um, Black Flag. I don't know if you know, is a, uh, like a classic punk rock band. And um, they were okay, but because they, they're kind of older, but yeah. um, it was just cool to see like all these people know all the songs and all the lyrics and like screaming out like everything and like there were mosh pits and then like some dude like pushed me in the mosh pit and like all right all these old people still doing that oh my god all these like 40 50 year old white guys just like (laughs) still doing mosh pits and all that like like just like spraying like beer everywhere it's just like it was great I loved it it was a great experience Mm -hmm. I love that that's what I miss yeah um just like the camaraderie of going to a show like that and yeah. connecting with everyone and enjoying the same, yes. you know, experience that you're having. So yeah. that's, that's so great. And I Sav feel like, has gone around. I know. <laughs> I feel like those intimate concerts hits differently too. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Because I feel like the artist gets more personable with their audience as well versus mm-hmm. if they're like at a huge festival. Like they'll actually like, you know take the time to talk about like whatever was going on backstage and and i think that's like so cool because it adds another layer of connection and then um like human like because you know like you see them and they're like major artists but then at the end of the day when they talk about these things like oh i'm able to connect more with them now because they're human just like me yeah 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 totally i saw another artist um he's a rap artist his name is idk he goes by jidk but i think it just goes by idk so he he works with like denzel curry and rico mm-hmm. nasty and all that so he um i saw him at slims which is closed now because of covid mm-hmm. which is terrible but um yeah i saw um i saw him and then uh he was performing and it was great there were only like a hundred people in that venue and then it was cool because he like stepped off stage and then like rapped and like did like a really personal song where it wasn't like a hype one it was one where it's like very narrative and like there was like a element of like storytelling to it and then he from there after the song like started talking about how he appreciates like how he he's from like um I think he's from Virginia Virginia or Washington DC and he's like still up and coming and he's like saying how oh it's just great to see like people like like as far out as like San Francisco appreciate my music mm-hmm. it's like it's made its reach out here and you know he um no nah, he's um he's a really talented artist and it's just like cool just seeing like not as big like artists like live but like the smaller ones because they're kind of like closer to you because there's still making music but they're still like they're not like celebrity celebrities you know Mm -hmm. so it's just like just like having that connection is like really 
just really something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's also, like, really cool thinking about, like, those artists, like, you know, because, like, you being a hipster, <laughs> knowing uh, all these artists when they were, like, you know, just making their own, th- doing their own thing, and now they're, like, major. Uh-huh. And then that's, like, a little bit of, like, I know, like, he's not super major, but I, like, accidentally, like, went to SG Lewis's, like, first in London first like headline show at this like arts bar in London and now he like released his own album just today like his yeah. first debut album saw that and I'm I just like that. whoa I I saw you in London in 2015 at a freaking nodding on a Wednesday <laughs> at an arts bar in London for five pounds so oh <laughs> yeah so crazy that's crazy i think i think you told me about that yeah <laughs> i remember you telling me about that but it's just like how much is five pounds sorry five pounds is What's like the exchange rate <laughs> it's like it's like seven fifty dollars seven dollars and fifty cents that's crazy yeah and he was just trying to push his music and his remixes and all that i'm sure yeah because i i was aware of him but like <laughs> on like soundcloud or whatever he was posting yeah. on so that's crazy he's that's that's crazy yeah i was like this i stumbled upon this by accident mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah okay so i guess like, that's what makes it more special yeah you know? so that's why i'm so i feel like um that's why i love him so much just because of that memory like mm-hmm. um there's like i like i think i like his older songs better just because it brings me back to those places but oh, yeah. this music is still good but like i'm not attached to it like i was like warm when i mm-hmm. heard it live at that london arts bar like it like changed my life i was now i every time every time i listen to it i think about my study abroad experience in london oh man yeah that's really cool (laughs) well yeah it's like if you've like those are the songs that like you like relate to that experience when you just stumbled upon just some random dj at that bar on a wednesday so it's just like (laughs) this is such like a unique experience and then just like seeing it like unfold like years years later where it's like oh i've got like a major label album i think it's his debut album if i'm not mistaken yeah it is his debut album that's it's just like crazy to see yeah and his mom took the picture up for us too (laughs) like (laughs) oh really yeah like i was like oh can we have a picture with you and then like he asked his mom to take the picture i'm just like oh my god that is oh that's yeah, That's so this crazy. is why I have such an attachment just because of like that whole entire experience. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so how do you think music connects you with yourself? Because I know I kind of mentioned it earlier and I talked about connecting with other people, but how yeah. about yourself? Yeah, myself. I don't know. Um, that is an extremely good question. Um the only the issue with me being like such a music fan is sometimes I just get lost in the idea of trying to listen to so much music, like as much music as possible to see what's good, what's not good. Just like study for, for some reason it's become like a study of mine to just listen to new music almost every night and doing that method kind of, wore down on me where I just got kind of tired of it. And that's kind of why our podcast is on a hiatus. Mm -hmm. Um, I really 
so after that, I kind of like just went back to basics where I'm just like, okay, what albums really resonate with me? What, mm-hmm. what really speaks to me that, you know, just screams like, this is exactly what's happening right now. This is describing how I'm feeling and all of that. So I've been trying to do that more recently. And um, is your question asking what songs or what artists or sorry I, I totally went on a tangent again oh, I always no. Do that. no it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific song or artist but just like how does music bring you back to yourself like when you've mm-hmm. been so consumed with everything that's been like let's say your job or yeah. let's say you know the current state of the world <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I think now that you bring that up it's just listening to songs that I really enjoyed and artists that I really enjoyed back in 20, 2019, you know, mm-hmm. when everything was normal. And then I'm like, I really resonate with these albums and these songs and all that. Um, Cause you know, I remember on TikTok when Megan the Stallion dropped Savage and it was everywhere. Now I can't hear that song without freaking remembering about this pandemic. I'm like, <laughs> I can't listen to it the same anymore, man. Um, like there are great albums that released during this pandemic, but I think for me to like rediscover like what, you know, really resonates with me is like the music that was when everything was like, everything was normal in Mm -hmm. 2019. So I've been trying to read everything from 2019 and back. (laughs) I I really tried to like, you know, just start listening to again. Like I, I actually started listening to Drake a lot again. Yeah. You know, so I listened to If You're Reading This, It's Too Late, like a lot. You know, that was my favorite Drake album. Yeah. Like a couple years ago. So it's just um, just reconnecting with that old music um, really does wonders, actually. So. Yeah, because it was a nostalgic time and then it was a time of comfort where everything exactly. was good. <laughs> I can like, I, yeah, I totally get that. So Jeez. Brandon. Thank you so much for coming onto my podcast. Is there any last message yeah. you have for the audience? Um, maybe a promotional one for <laughs> me. And am I allowed to do that or no? Yes, of course. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, if you like me or if you're interested in me, listen to my podcast with my friend Kevin. It's called the Drunk Hi-Fi Podcast. Um it's on hiatus right now but what we do is we talk about music releases every week um new music every like music that comes out every week and then we also drink beer we're huge beer fans so we talk about the beer we drink and we drink and we sometimes get drunk so that's why it's called drunk hi-fi so we drunkenly talk about music that we like or not like and also vinyl records so if you're a fan of that type of stuff uh check us out and everyone at home um in quarantine we're almost there um listen to music find music that brings you to a like a good state of mind find music that eases all your anxiety and help find music that brings you to a happy place so that you can just get through these tough times and so we can all heal and make everything better.
Thank you so much, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, I no, thanks appreciate for having me. you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so you guys, I will um, put all the information down in the show description, including the link to Brandon's podcast, Drunk Hi-Fi. Check it out. Thank you guys so much. And I'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>